0: Hello everybody out there in Clixland and welcome to episode number 102 on the Clixing it channel. I like always am your host Adam. With me in the studio today is Dan. Kane's going to be joining us shortly because of his work schedule. So before we get into all the cool Gen Con stuff that happened over the weekend, let's get into a quick how was our week.
1: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday,
2: Friday, Saturday, there are seven days, there are seven
0: days, there are seven days in a week. Now before I continue on to this podcast, I do apologize, I did listen to last week's podcast and for some reason my voice was really low, I don't know if I hit something on my mic so hopefully it's a little bit better this week, Uh, but yeah we got Dan in the studio, Dan, um, didn't see you Sunday because you had something going on. But how
2: was your week? Oh, uh, it's been kind of quiet. Uh, just got uh, my other, f- other friends are just like we've all been busy, so we haven't really seen each other lately. But yeah, and I wasn't feeling the best on Sunday or Saturday or Friday for that matter. So um, I'm sorry that I misclicked, clicks, but uh, I feel better now. So hopefully, I can make it for next time for sure. Good.
0: Yeah, we had an event on Sunday. It was a Welcome to the party, pal, scenario, because we were, were playing for the OP Deadpool birthday guy, and basically all it was is that if you brought in a bystander or somebody from your sideline or someone from outside the game, they got plus one to all their combat values. So um, I honestly was just going to play like Brood Queen and Blackheart and um, like Emperor Vulcan, just people that brought in stuff. And then it kind of just dawned upon me, hey, we got swap mechanics now with Professor X and Magneto. So I decided to do an X-Men team, but then swap out basically to a Shi'ar team. So I had Professor X, Leandra, Warpath, Banshee, Madrox, uh, who else? Sebastian Kane or uh, whatever Sebastian Kane, whatever his name is. Shaw, that's his name just because I'll never play him in an actual game. So I said, well, why not put him on the team? And I had somebody else on the team, but I can't quite remember. But I swapped in Emperor Gladiator with um, from Sebastian. Thank you, Kenny Minx, for that, by the way. I swapped out a Warpath with Emperor Vulcan at low. I swapped out a Manta for my Madrox, I swapped in a... I can't remember everything I swapped in. I, don't know, I swapped in five figures and they all got plus ones. But uh, Emperor Gladiator was the big one. I did have four people that made Shi'ar soldiers, so I just constantly were making Shi'ar shoulders shoulder the entire game. And I gotta tell you, those Shi'ar flag tokens are pretty darn good when you have enough people that give bonuses. So like Emperor Gladiator gave you plus damage, Vulcan gave you plus attack, Gave, um Leandra gave you plus one defense. And uh, with a tight-knit group like those guys are that work well and close with one another, those things can stack up. I just wish it wasn't a power action, but I can see why they made it a power action instead. Um, oh, I had Zach from Final Fantasy VII. He was also on my team, Corvus, whatever his name is. Uh, but I ended up winning. We had uh, Ryan show up. He played Blackheart. I never got to play against him, but he played Blackheart... Uh, I forget what else. His wife also came. She played regular Gladiator, Leandra. She had a Shi'ar team. Our buddy Alex, he might have found a loophole with that Professor X because he played two Professor X's, and the way that Professor X is worded, it seems like you can bring in the same character but based on each other's Professor X. So, like, let me find uh, Professor X real quick. So, it says, like, you can only... you can't have the same named character, but because it's a different Professor X, you can, if that's making any sense out there. So, he brought in two Dark Phoenixes. This Professor X brought in this Dark Phoenix with a bunch of people, and then the other Professor X brought in another Dark Phoenix with other people, because they're two separate powers. It doesn't say anything about once for all characters with this power, So I think there's a way around that if you play two Professor X's, you could bring in two Dark Phoenixes. Am I wrong about that, Dan? Uh,
2: not. Technically speaking, I'm just my thing is like I don't know if it would be valuable to play two of that just for that, but sure. I mean,
0: you're probably just having the Dark Phoenixes on your starting forest, regardless. But it says replace all all replacement characters, and all replacement and replaced characters must have the X-Men, Shear, Illuminati, and different names. So you obviously can't bring in two Dark Phoenixes with one Professor X, but you could bring in two with two Professor Xs. That's what we kind of came up with. Um, And then we had our friend Robin, who played Fantastic Four. Hasn't really played the game a lot lately, so had a bunch of the older pieces. Kind of got run over because team was 250... Surfer, Hunter Point, Johnny Storm from the Cosmic Clash, uh, the Rare, Professor X, and Black Leopard. Um, And I had just, at one point, like 12 or 13 people on the board with all my Shi'ar soldiers and everything like that. So it was fun. Um, I did take the map because we did play with two OP kicks, so everybody walked away with something. So I just picked the map just because I don't think that Deadpool's any good and I wanted a different map. Um, other than that, no really st- stories for me to tell you guys this week. Nothing really crazy have happened, except my daughter has foot, hand, and mouth disease. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, those of you who have kids out there, <clears throat> you know how sick kids get, but that's about it. I can't think of anything else that's happened around me. All right, uh, once Kane gets in, maybe we'll ask him about his week. I don't know, but let's get into the news. Alright, a couple things before we get into all the Gen Con news. So, I did, I was able to get some of the Con exclusives from some people out there. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you, Amato. And I am so sorry I cannot think of the other guy that got me the stuff. Let me look you up real quick because I want to give you credit. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the craziness that is the uh, Con exclusives. Um, was it this guy? <laughs> uh, yes, Juan. Thank you very much Juan. Um, but yeah, so I got Ghost Rider, Thanos and Wonder Woman today. I am putting I am changing up our Patreon pricing just a little bit for this month because I want to get some of those figures out there to you guys. So I am taking the Con Loki out and I put in the Wonder Woman and Jumpa. but then also if we meet our goal of $200 this month, I will be also throwing in Ghost Rider and Thanos, and right now we are at dollars so we only need $34, and Ghost Rider Thanos will be in the prize as well. So hey, if you're a dollar patron, for a dollar, you might get yourself a Ghost Rider Con exclusive, or if you're a little bit higher up, you may also. So hopefully we can get to 34 34 more dollars or higher. It is the 21st, so we do have... How many days are in September 31? We have nine more days to get that up there. Hopefully, it will work out. Um, let's talk about something else that's happening again. For those of you guys that participated last year, Sets Appeal is back. We are having our second Sets Appeal, or our second annual Sets Appeal. So, for those of you who don't know what the Sets Appeal tournament is, it will be held on Roll 20. It's a $15 entry fee. If you are interested after you hear me talk, all you have to do is email clicksingit at gmail.com, so C-L-I-X-I-N-I-T at gmail.com. Let me know you're interested. If we can get that, I put a couple feelers out there about a week ago to see how many people actually still played on Roll20. So if we're able to get 20 players or lower, we're doing three rounds. Last time I did five rounds in like four four or three days and it was an absolute mess. I was staying up till like two o'clock in the morning. So I figured instead of putting it all into one weekend, let's break it apart into weeks. So if we have 20 players or lower, it's going to be three rounds. If we have 21 players or higher, we're going to do four rounds and then best record and points will decide placement. If we need tiebreakers, as rounds, I'll have a tiebreaker round for you, for those people to play. Um, It is basically going to be a standard tournament, so just one versus one, and then you play three rounds, and then whoever has the best record and points afterwards wins it. Uh, So how it's going to work is in each round, you're going to get a specific set that you have to build with. And Every, everything in the HC Realms tab of that set you can use. So if there's BFCs, Bystanders, Feats, Objects, whatever, you can use that. But it has to be in that tab of HC Realms. If there's a Fast Forces to that set, you can't use that because it's its own separate tab, unless for some reason that Fast Forces is, is in there. Also, LEs are usually in those um, from the set too, so you can use those as well. Uh, you must use maps from the set that you're playing with. So, the sets for round one is going to be Deadpool and the X-Force, and the only map I think we're going to use is Cargo Plane. I did have Speakeasy on there, but I've had a couple people message me and say, why is Speakeasy part of that? I don't have any experience with Speakeasy, but apparently it's pretty broken because you can somehow it's very hard to interact with your opponent the way it's built, so I think I'm going to take Speakeasy out and just have it be Cargo Plane map. And that was chosen by Mark Reardon. Mark. Sorry, Mark. Mike Reardon, our second-place winner of last year's tournament. Round two, we're going WWE. That is a decision based off Matty G, who was our first-place winner. So we're going WWE. So if you don't know your WWE powers, start learning them now, and you'll have the arena, the backstage, the training center, and the War Games map to choose from, and then round three is going to be one of my favorites from way back in the day, that's going to be Brave and the Bold, which the only map you can use is the Graveyard map. If we do go to a fourth round, we are going Civil War. I don't know if you guys remember Civil War. Now, not the movie, the one that was like the summer OP event where you had like different dials on both ends. I think some were red, some were blue, some were black that were neutral, things like that. And then you have Prison 42, Stamford, Final Battle, and Chemical Plant for those maps. So those first three are going to be for sure. Round four if we have 21 people or over. Highlander rule will be in place for every single round, whether it's a generic or whatever. You can only have one of that figure on your team. You don't need proof of ownership. And team builds are going to be due October 26th, because the first round is going to take place on October 29th, which is a Friday. So, round 1 is going to be between October 29th and November 4th. Round 2 is going to be between November 5th and November 11th. Round 3 is going to be between November 12th and November 18th. And then the last round, if needed, because we have 21 or more people, is going to be between November 19th and November 24th. So I'm giving you guys a week to get your one game in. That way, whenever you figure out who your opponent is, you have a whole week. you got the weekend to figure out when you're going to play, and hopefully you can get that game in. Now, one thing I do want to mention, if you decide to drop at any point whoever you are playing against, based off records, you will get the loss and zero points, and your opponent will get the win and 300 points, okay? So I don't want people to just drop out and then, you know, just kind of leave people screwed. I never like the fact that if people just drop out or people with buys get half the points because in this kind of a tournament, points are going to matter. So I feel like if someone does play against that and someone just drops it hurts the person they're playing against. So that's why I'm giving them the full 300 points. So that's the Sets Appeal tournament. Like I said, it is on roll 20. We'll see how many people we get. Uh, Prizing for it is going to be... First place is going to get a Sets Appeal plaque, a brick of Empire, and five clicks and get tokens. Second place will get five boosters of Empire, plus four clicks and get tokens. Third place will get three boosters of Empire, plus three clicks and get tokens. Fourth will get two boosters of Empire plus two clicks and get tokens. Fifth place we'll get two random prize or two random LE prizes and sixth place we'll get one random LE prize. Now that will depend how many people we get. If we get like 30 something people, those prizes are going to go higher. If we get lower, it's going to be a lot lower. So this is based off a case that I can get. So if we have if it's $15 per person and we get I want to say 15 people or so, we should be able to keep those prizes. So if it's 15 or higher, we should be able to keep those prizes right where they are. If it's like 10, I'm going to have to dip that down, unfortunately, because I'm not going to be paying it out of my pocket to make up the difference. So, yeah. Um, In the, in the last game, I said you needed to have someone watch it. If you can, that's awesome. You know, if you have a teammate or something like that that can... It has uh, 50 minutes to spare or something like that. That's awesome. Um, I'm not going to require you to have someone watch it. I know I watched, I can't even tell you how many games last time. It was probably like 20 out of the 32 games or whatever like that, but I don't have the time with that with two kids and stuff like that. Plus, I have weddings on the weekends. So um, if you can find someone to watch it, awesome. If not, no big deal. Um, Dan, any thoughts
2: about our second annual sets appeal? Not excited to see turn out and how it goes, honestly. It's always... The, the, the more... Uh, not necessarily restrictive formats, but just the, the change-up of format to make it something non-usual is is always fun to watch. Yeah. Now,
1: I will tell
0: you, I will be watching some of the games. I will not be able to judge WWE because I know nothing about that set. I just like the figures. I, I don't know any of the powers that come in that set, so make sure you find someone that knows about that. But uh, I think the sets are pretty, the ones that were picked are pretty sparse in figures. I don't think there's really one or two figures in those sets that's just like an autoplay. Deadpool and the X-Force, it does have the Deadpool chases, so that might be a little something. WWE, I know we're going to be seeing an Oscar. We're going to be seeing an Eddie, probably Undertaker, stuff like that. But we'll see what people come up with. And Brave and the Bold, I mean... That was back in the day of nine attacks. So we'll see We'll see what people come up with that one. I remember there was like a Superman that was like 200-something points that had like a nine attack in that set or something. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what people come up with. But, again, if you are interested in it, email me at clicksingit at gmail.com. We already had one person sign up today. Um, and I'm going to say the cutoff is going to be probably October 26th, which is the day that team builds are due as well. So hope. Everyone can show up. Um, all right, next on the list, we got some Gen Con <laughs> legacy card previews that showed up at Gen Con, courtesy of Clickstoff.
2: We got a lot of we got a lot of previews at Gen Con. We did.
0: I was really happy with the way uh like um Clickstaff and that took a bunch of pictures. I unfortunately couldn't go. But um, I know calderness from Dial H went, I believe PJ went, Lucas went. You know, the normal people that go to every event. But uh, let me see if I can find the Legacy cards real quick. I know that we are getting a uh, uh, Infinity Challenge Thanos. So the boy that has a 15 attack on his third click is finally getting a Legacy card. That's amazing. We are also getting a... A uh, Fire Lord from that set. I believe it's the Super, or not the Super Rare, the uh, the Veteran.
2: Wasn't that the one that had the that also had like a massive attack or 14 or something like yes, that? Yes, but too? then he
0: ends on like a 10 defense or something like
2: that. Yeah, I mean, they they, they, they fell hard, but you know. Yeah,
0: the, I'm looking at the cards right now, and you really can't read them, but he does have, it looks like, two traits. Thanos? <laughs> the entire front of the card is text so i I mean
2: yeah that makes sense because <laughs> they had to they had to bring him forward so he probably would have needed a lot to you know bump him up well because all he has is Invul, except for like two
0: clicks of regen at the bottom of his dial but that's it so i really want to know what this i mean it's it's a lot of text to go through but I really want to so- and see what that is. Um, we are also getting a Doctor Doom and Kane dual figure from Chaos War. Um, legacy card. I can I can tell that because it's a book, and I don't know what other Doctor Dooms have a book. Um, so we'll see that. We got Lockjaw from Fantastic Forces, probably the the uh, the experienced the veteran. We've got a Doctor Doom, the unique from Fantastic Forces. We have an Airwalker, we have a Red Shift, and we got a Moleman from Guardian or from Galactic Guardians who was already <coughs> broken. So I, I really want to know what they're going to do to this guy now. Uh Red Shift is interesting. He's a Herald, so that's kind of one route they're kind of going with these legacy cards, a lot of Heralds like Morg. So Airwalker is interesting. I loved Airwalker. He was just a little bit overpointed for me at the time because he is a Nova Corps guy. So that was cool. Um, We did get to see some other... I mean, there's so much to talk about. I don't think we have enough time to talk about all this stuff. We're talking about the important stuff, but I thought the Legacy cards were really cool. Um, I just ordered myself a Doctor Doom and Kane dual figure. I did have one, but I traded away, actually, the other day with a bunch of stuff for uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. So I made sure to get on Cool Stuff and grab my uh, guy again right away. Um, but yeah, there's, they opened up two boosters. In uh, one of the boosters, there was a Jean Grey, a Jubilee, a Hulkling Super Rare, a Black Bolt Skrull, and a Quicksilver. And then in the other one, they pulled a Symbiote Rogue. But we can't really see what she does. So, yeah, Venom, Venom Rogue. We know she's 75 points. She's a Flyer. She's a Super Rare, but that's all we really know. I don't think they really showed the card. You'll have shape change. Yep, shape change is back in this set, which I am happy about. Um, But yeah, that is pretty much it for those previews, unless,
2: Dan, you saw anything else. No, I mean, they they did a lot of, like, Empire previews, too, but they were all uh, only partially shown because they didn't, like, show the back of the cards or anything. You only saw, like, the front of the cards, and they had them fanned out, so you couldn't see everything, so... Yeah. But it's cool. It's I mean Empire's still a bit of a ways off, right, isn't it? Is it end of October or November now, I think, right? November. It I got pushed back to November. Yeah, so we got a ways to go, but it'll be nice to have a bit of a breather. Yeah.
0: Uh one other thing that I forgot to mention, kudos to actually two things. Kudos to WizKids. Number one, if you watched my unboxing video of Rise and Fall, one of my gladiators did not come with a card. Uh, I put the request in about two weeks ago and the card came on Friday. So really good turnaround for WizKids card replacement. And then I did message them about my Deadpool that I sent in about a month ago, and they said they mailed it out on Friday. So hopefully that will show up soon. Uh, I had to send the Deadpool in because the combat values and everything on the top of the dial was pretty faded, so we'll see if we get a much better one. Also, I had one of our listeners, Dustin, message me And he said, uh, let me read his text real quick. So I heard you talking about on the podcast about prime only cases that people have been getting from Rise and Fall. Well, I got one of those cases and reached out to WizKids customer service to see what they'd say. After collecting some information, this is what WizKids said. Hello. Thank you. This is a significant information or this is significant information. We will be sending you a replacement shipment of a few figures to make this a better situation for you. We apologize for the inconvenience and we'll try to make this better for you. Thank you for your patience, the WizKids team. So he actually reached out to WizKids saying that he only got a prime case. Don't know what the prime was, didn't ask him. But it sounds like they're actually going to be sending him some figures to kind of make up for it, which is pretty cool if they actually do that. And it'll be interesting to see what they actually give him. And I told him, let me know because I would like to give them props if they can make that right. Now, will they send him a chase? I don't know. That'd be kind of cool if they you did. Work. But uh, when I hear from Dustin, I will let you know on the next podcast. But, again, i got to give kudos to WizKids that they're trying to make things right. Um, let's see. All right, so that was the kudos there for WizKids. Now, let's talk about Gen Con exclusives. So if you haven't been on the Facebook marketplace lately for WizKids or for uh, Heroclix, uh, my God, the there are people just... Buying out Ultimate Warriors, Wonder Woman Jump and Jumpa, and Cosmic Thanos, our Ghost Rider, and just selling, 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 selling. There was a picture on one of the Facebook pages where this guy had at least, I think I counted 26 Cosmic Ghost Riders, 18 Wonder Womans, 20 Warriors, and 4 Master Molds. And I can only see the top of the crate or that he had, so who knows what else he has, so people were buying like crazy, people were selling like crazy, which, you know, kudos to those who went there, awesome, I'm glad you guys were able to get those out in the community, Um, some prices are going pretty high, some prices are going pretty low, it depends how you went, I bought all my stuff kind of the first day, so the prices weren't as high, but like, I bought my Cosmic Ghost Rider day one for about 50 bucks, and now he's about eighty-five, going on eBay for about a hundred. Uh, and we'll talk a little about about those figures. But uh, I'm glad a lot of them are getting into the community. That people wanted them, a little bit higher than I expected for prices. But you know what? They bought them. They can do what they want. If they want to charge five hundred bucks for a ghostwriter. Go right ahead. If people are willing to pay it, people are willing to pay it. Um, Dan, did you get any of those con exclusives yet, or are you waiting for the prices to kind of come down?
2: I will just wait for the price to come down. The only one I'm super interested in is Ghost Rider, and he's running really high, so I'll just wait till it, it, it comes down.
0: And it's more about who he is than what he does, but we'll get into that in a minute. So,
2: it's probably a combination of that and just scarcity. People are like, oh, okay, he's not, there's not going to be that many, so I'm just going to get one now.
0: Yeah. Alright, so let's talk a little bit about these con-exclusives. So first off, we have Ultimate Warrior, you know, fan favorite of mine. I grew up in the 80s. He was great. We talked a little bit about him last week because we saw the front of his card, but let's talk a little bit about him again. So he has, his trait is close if Ultimate Warrior has one action token, make a close attack after resolutions, exchange squares with a hit character, and give that character an action token. He has a speed power, lightning speed, when Ultimate Warrior uses it and hits once per turn. After resolutions, he can use lightning speed at no cost. And then he has a damage power, shake the ropes, perplexed, but can only target himself once per turn when Ultimate Warrior uses it. If he is adjacent to two plus ropes, he may use it again. His back of his dial, he has 100 points or 50 points. He does have the WWE team ability. At 100 points, you're getting that speed power with a 10, a 12 attack, a 17 invul, and a 4 damage with blank, and then he's got, um, I don't know any of these powers, it looks like hypersonic, whatever that one is, and then he's got some toughness, but then he's got that perplex for his next 3 clicks, and then at 50 points, he's got the uh, 10 speed power, 11 attack, 18 toughness, and 3 damage. So. I can't really give any advice if he's good or bad, because I don't know what these powers are.
2: I would think he's good. Lightning Speed is big, is similar to Hypersonic. It's power. You get improved movement characters. You may move up to three squares, then make a close attack, then move up to two squares. So that's pretty good. I mean, he's got really good stats. He's got a lot of clicks for 100 points, so even if he played him at 100, I don't think it's going to be bad. And the, uh, the circular uh, brown power is still regular Lightning Speed, so... Um, and then, obviously, the, the red power is still Flurry, because it's a square. Uh, the, uh, the purple power is Slingshot, which is, uh, knockback, and they can choose the direction, and they can knock back characters with combat reflexes or charge, and then it's also free, make close attack targeting an adjacent character that this character knocked back this turn.
0: Okay. So,
2: I mean, I, I don't think he's bad. He's got good stats, um, he's got a really deep dial for 100 points, of course, he's got WWE, um. His perplex is good if you're able to use like the ring or something like that, or a map that has ropes. If I not 100 percent on how many maps have ropes, but um,
0: it just kind of stinks that he doesn't start with perplex. He has to be hit to it.
2: Yeah, I mean the fact that he can do lightning speed twice is pretty good. Yes, so I don't I don't think that that's bad. Um, but yeah, I mean he's he's interesting. That's for sure.
0: Now, one thing we have to remember when we're talking about these figures is these figures are, like, two years old. Maybe not Ultimate Warrior, but the other two are,
2: well, I believe. Well, wait, these are all 2020, so they're only, well, they are over a year old, but they were, I mean, they were designed pre-rules change.
0: Yes. Uh, so that's Ultimate Warrior. He's cool. I got one of them just because I'm a big 80s wrestling fan, so I made sure to get one of them. Next one, we have Wonder Woman and Jumpa. She has, of course, the picture that I got. Her uh, her um, keywords are in the way, but we got Justice Society, Trinity, Animal Deity, Mystical Past.
2: She's I think the to- only other one there is Justice League. So I think yeah, you're yes, you're right. Justice League.
0: Um, we got. She's got two traits. One is Lasso of Truth, in cap as free, but with a range of four. Other trait is the Mighty Kangas. It can easily jump more than fifty feet into the air. Free. If no friendly character has been placed this turn, choose an opposing character within eight squares that dealt damage to a friendly character since your last turn. Place Wonder Woman and jump adjacent to that character. Then she can use Force Blast at no cost,
2: targeting all adjacent
0: opposing characters. Oh, if only Knockback used or does
2: what it used to do. That would be amazing. Interesting. I mean, that still could be interesting for, like, disrupting, just positioning because of how that works, so... Um, de- depending on how that could go, that, that's not that's an interesting power. Yeah,
0: it's not horrible, but it's probably not the retail you want.
2: No, I mean it's just free though, so it's it's not the worst thing. It's like you're if you're playing her, you're not like banking off of that, I guess.
0: Yeah, uh, she has a movement power, Kanga kickboxing, charge flurry, and force blast, and then she has a, de- a defense power, daughter of Olympus, energy shield deflection, senses, and toughness. She also has improved elevation, hindering, and figures. Uh, her dial is either 75 points or 25 points. Interesting that she doesn't have. I actually shouldn't say interesting because she is old, but she does not have the Wonder Woman team ability. She just has JLA yeah, and JSA, but
2: she she's was made probably, that. <laughs> again, one of those things that she was designed before, probably that, so they didn't. But they weren't they weren't gonna include that on her um, on her as an as update I guess
0: yep uh, so 75 points you're getting 12 with that speed power 12 Quake, 17 with that defensive power with leadership and then at 25 points you're getting an eight charge 10 quake 17 invuln with a two damage leadership
1: I think
2: she'll definitely see play at 25 at least on if you're gonna play Justice League definitely. I think she'll be there. Yeah,
0: I don't think you're going to spend 75 points. Great values. I mean, 12-12 with flurry charge is always good. But um, for 25 points, that leadership is going to be really nice. Um, yeah, and not,
2: and not just that, but you'll have retail on a Justice League team now, which is not bad. It's not like an amazing retail, but it's something.
0: Well, isn't Fulcrum Abdominus legal now?
2: Oh, yeah. I forget. I always forget about him. But, yes, yeah, obviously there's Fulcrum. Yeah, he's your Justice League retailer,
0: but... I mean, for twenty-five points, still not a bad figure. All right, now let's talk about the guys that are everyone's obsessed about. Um, before we get into Ghost Rider, let's talk a little about Thanos, who I don't think anybody knew what you were going to get with Ghost Rider.
2: It's cool because I mean, this was part of that issue in the in the comic series, so it's 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 cool. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is a nice little uh, extra that we didn't know about. Yeah.
0: So we have a Thanos and a Punisher shirt. He has the Eternal, Assassin, Cosmic, and Monster keyword. He's got one trait, My Father's Legacy, Colossal Stamina. When Thanos KOs a character, now that's a character, it doesn't say standard, just a character. After resolutions, heal him one click and remove one of his action tokens. So, not bad at all. Then he has a damage power, Submit to Punishment. Probability control. Free. Choose an opposing character within a range of line of fire and give them a punishment token. Max one. The character with the punishment token can't use prob control and attacks they made or, or attacks they make or targets them can't be rolled except by Thanos. This is probability control. When Thanos deals damage to that character after resolution, remove the punishment token. So basically. I choose you, and only I can decide if I want you to re-roll it, which is kind of a cool power. Uh, his stats are pretty good. He's either 150 points or 100. At 150, you are getting a 9 running shot, 12 psychic blast, 19 invincible with a 4 damage with that special power. And then at 100 points, you're getting a 9 sidestep, 11 pulse wave, 18 impervious with 4 damage with that special power. And then he ends with a little bit of charge, super strength, and outwit. And he is power cosmic. That's how you know that he is built off the old rules. So, not bad.
2: I like that he never goes below 4 damage.
0: Yes. He goes 4, 4, 5, 4, 4, 4, 4, 5.
2: And he never goes
0: below an 11 attack either. He has one click of 12 on his 100 point dial, and then the rest are 11s.
2: That is very consistent.
0: Um, but yeah, I think he's he's not going to see any meta play, but he'll be a fun one to play.
2: Yeah, um, definitely.
0: Just because, I mean, even at lower points, Pulse Wave just isn't what it used to be. So if it was, even though he has sidestep, so it's really hard to position that anyways. But he'll be a fun figure to play, I think. I kind of wish they would have just called him Punisher, because then I could have put him in the Punisher van but I can't, so that upsets me a little bit, but oh well.
2: (laughs) Pretty pretty sure that's why they didn't do that.
0: (laughs) All right, but let's talk about the big daddy that everyone was excited for. We got ourselves Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, I'm gonna tell you, to be honest, super cool, but a little disappointing. Um, Especially because the fact that baby Thanos isn't a bystander. I called it that bystander, or baby Thanos was going to be a bystander, but he's just there for show. That's all he is on the sculpt. I was so disappointed in that. Uh, he's got Minions of Thanos, Assassin, Cosmic, Future, Herald, Monster, Mystical, and Soldier. He has improved movement characters and can see through hindering. He's got two traits. First one is Babysitter from Hell. When a character within four squares is damaged by an attack not made by Ghost Rider, after resolutions, you may roll a D6. Four through six, move Ghost Rider up to four squares. So it's okay. It'll help you position a little bit better than normal.
2: I mean, I like that. Again, he's got characters, so he's not getting stopped by anything. And it's a 50-50 shot, which is pretty good. Actually, I think it's... No, it's 50-50, it's 1 through 3, yeah, yeah,
0: 50-50. And it helps you move on your opponent's turn.
2: Yeah, exactly, and... Uh, uh, what is that? Um, Wait. When a character within force goes damage by an attack, not baited by my Ghost Rider. Uh, No, it, it helps you move on your turn only. Why
0: won't that work on your opponent's turn?
2: Because it's damage by an attack, not when a character... Oh, no. Oh, I thought it was only opponents. Yeah, it's any no, it just says character. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, that's anybody. That's actually cool.
0: So, yeah, you could can position tr- him can behind trigger. a wall or something like that if you need to get him out of the way.
2: And that can trigger multiple times, too. Yep. As long as the conditions are met. It's things that it is
0: only within four squares, but... Oh, well. Um, and then he has another trait called Cosmic Penance. When an opposing character attacks... A friendly character, so that's important. Just attacks, not damage. After resolutions, give the attacker a penance token. Power, making a make an attack. Sorry, make an attack targeting a single opposing character. Before the attack, you may remove up to three penance tokens from the target. Modify attack and damage by plus one for each penance tokens removed. If the attack hits, after resolutions, heal Ghost Rider equal to the number of
2: penance tokens removed. So he's got a little bit of a healing. That's actually pretty good. It is. Because it's only when they attack a friendly character, they can miss and they still get a penance token. Yep. So, and that... I I don't know. I think that's pretty solid, honestly. Especially with... I don't think it'll be that hard to stack three or or whatever on a character, honestly. No. Because it's... He doesn't even have to see them. There's no line of fire or range necessary. It's just when it happens they're getting a token
0: yep that's what i was just about to say is just he gonna stay in the back if he wants to and just start racking
2: those things up even even on his low dial i mean if you're going if you're going if, if you get to plus three say 100 points he's a 14 for seven i yes. mean that's ridiculous
0: this is the power that i don't like so he has a defensive power and it's energy shield deflection and impervious i don't like the fact that they gave him impervious i would have liked to have invincible Because there's so much exploit nowadays, there's so much Psychic Blast, that a, I hate doing the math, but a 50-point Sky Tyrant would just eat through this guy. And he has full dial, either impervious or invulnerable.
2: Well, that's, that's, again, he was made before all of those characters, so they probably didn't incorporate the fact that they were going to be making that many characters with all the rules changes. So, I mean, I still think he's good. He's not amazing, but I don't think he's bad.
0: No, I don't think he's bad. He is Power Cosmic. I do wish... So, let's talk about him real quick. He has 150-point dial and 100-point dial. His first one is uh, 12 Hypersonic, 12 attack, 19 defense with that power and 4 damage. I don't like the fact that he has nothing on his attack for 150 points. They should have gave him Precision Strike because his next click... Is precision strike, so I don't know why they felt the need to not give him precision strike or anything on that first click, because he is an easy. He's one of those glass cannons where you throw him at somebody. You know, maybe you put the penance tokens on, so now you're doing fifteen for seven, and they have senses, and they hit their senses roll. <laughs> like, give them precision strike at least, or poison, quake, something. Heck, even Pulse Wave, even though you can't Hypersonic Pulse Wave, give him something on that attack. Uh, 100 points, he is 10 running shot, eleven second blast, 18 Impervious. I think that's the way you're going to play him, unless you want to just have fun with him. But, he needed to have something on that first attack, and he needed to have stop clicks. And he needed to make Baby Thanos (laughs) bystanders. But, he'll be fun to play. He's gorgeous looking, He's not as big because it was the smaller sculpts. The box that he comes in is actually like too big. Like him and Punish, or him and Thanos only take up like half the box. It's mostly plastic. So I feel like the box they put him in was unnecessarily too big. But he's cool. Uh, He's going for a while here. Or not a while, wow. Uh, he's going for quite a bit of money right now because he is a new hotness right now. So um, we'll see. Any thoughts about him?
2: No, oh, I, I like him a lot.
0: Yeah, I like him too. Um,
2: I, I like was, I like him a lot. He's not meta, but you know, I, I like him a lot. That's why I don't. I think his price will probably fall. Event, eventually or like it'll at least dip back down to more normal levels it won't be so high like it is now
0: I want to know what it is about Kids Gen Con or um, Con Exclusives and Motorcycles because we've got the um, Red Hulk Ghost Rider on a bike we've got Lobo on a bike we've Dupe. got Dupe on a bike and now we have Cosmic Ghost Rider on a bike they like making
2: peanut bases for gen, for con-exclusives.
0: I swear, the guy that is in charge of con-exclusive must be like a Harley Davidson guy or something. He's like, let's see, what other motorcycle character can we come up with this time? But like, I just was thinking about that today on my way from work. I'm like, the last four exclusives, of whatever, like giveaways or whatever, they were all people on bikes. <laughs> so, but they're all cool. Uh, Kane is with us. Welcome, Kane, to the podcast.
1: Yo yo, what's up everybody?
0: Kane, have you hold gotten y- we just talked about all the con exclusives. Have you gotten a hold of any of the con exclusives yet? I haven't.
1: I was looking through some of these and No. Nah, they're okay. They're alright. But I haven't got my hands on anything yet. Alright. They did they didn't hand out any on Gen Con online, so Oh <laughs> well, yeah, how did your how did your Digimon thing go? Uh, it was a pretty rough weekend. I was in a couple of events. Um it didn't go too good. Um I think I'm gonna retire the deck I'm playing. <laughs> it's unfortunate that like I need a I need a card or two that I tried to play without it, um, and it didn't really work. Um, so I got to retire that deck and switch it up. But uh, yeah, it was a rough weekend. I, I didn't do too good, but it was fun. It was fun. The Digimon community is pretty nice, so it's it's nice having like those interactions. Um, you know, anytime I hop on there, it's always positive and fun. So, but, uh, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm cool.
2: honestly surprised that they don't put the. Um... I really hope they put the con exclusives on the website because they said they were doing that for master mold. Um, so I'm like, so why would they not then just put the other ones up there as well on the, on the WizKids website so like for sale or what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Said, so oh, a lot
1: of, a lot of times that. they don't really do. Had they ever really put them online? I mean, just at one time, right. In Like 2020.
2: No, I thought they, well, they have some of the old ones up there now for sure. I thought, um, yeah, but that
1: was but was that didn't that get created last year? Or was that created before that?
2: Was it like late twenty nineteen that they started putting that up, Adam? I can't really remember when they
0: started I'm not, uh, I'm not sure when they started doing that.
2: But uh I mean but still like I mean they've been updating it I thought with like, like normal or like a decent amount of the old con exclusive and stuff they sold at events. So, I, but I, I, like I said, they, they made an announcement saying, hey, we're going to put Master Mold up on the store. So I'm like, well, why would they just not put all of those figures up on the store? And not an only, ma- it just seems weird to only put Master Mold up and, and not everything.
0: And apparently, the Master Mold sold out four times on the Widkiz store. Like, they put it up, it sold out. They put up some more, it sold out. They put up some more, it sold out. They put up some more, it sold out.
2: That yeah, sounds about right,
0: which leads me to wonder how many were they putting up in the first place like ten <laughs> now see that's why I'm kind of glad I got rid of my master mold because now it's everywhere and I feel like that price is just gonna plummet now
1: yeah Are you, so, was it was it a, what, were you a cash grab on it or were you a trade
0: no um I just I wanted to get I talked about that last week I wanted to get a new lens for my camera uh-huh. so I how, much
2: just, did, how much did they sell master mold for at Gen con
0: so I was looking up that earlier they sold master mold for a hundred cosmic ghost Rider for 30 jump off and Wonder Woman for I want to say 20 and warrior for 15
2: okay because he's listed on the store as 125 so they bumped the price up a little bit yeah but them. if
0: you think like- of it people you're gonna probably pay that or more with the secondary price for standing in line for the shipping all that kind of stuff
2: oh yeah no I know I just I just wanted to See the discrepancy from when they sold it at Gen Con to this price and see if it changed.
0: Yeah. So it makes sense that a lot more people wanted to go through WizKids because I think there was it was free shipping for Master Mold from WizKids. So you just oh. played 125 and that was it. But, yeah, uh, I
1: don't know. I guess it makes sense that they, they add the price. Like, you know, 125 including shipping, like that's kind of. You know what I mean? Like, that's already kind of built into the price, so I guess that's probably why they did that. Yeah. Um, but then again, like you said, like, including all the badges and everything you do for Gen Con, it like, you know, probably gives them a, a quote-unquote exclusivity for that price makes them feel feel good. Yeah. It's like it's like Netflix free type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so...
0: Yeah. Um all right, well that is all the stuff at Gen Con. Like I said, they showed off some more boosters or they opened up two boosters and they showed off like the um the starter kit, some things like that. And appa- apparently we're getting a new wording for charge.
2: Yeah, I saw that on the on the on the pack. That was interesting.
0: Um what was the new wording? Do you remember? It was
2: charge, and then you may make like a close oh, as Free or just a, I think like a regular attack is free. And there was like, there was some separation of like a regular attack that's not using a a, cl- a, a bolded close action and the bolded close action. Okay, interesting.
0: All right. Well, that is all it for the news. So those of you who went to Gen Con, uh, hope you had fun. I don't think they had any actual events for clicks at Gen Con, but. Because they usually never do. but So that's why I was kind of interested that they were selling the hero clicks there. But uh, for those of you who went, uh, congratulations on your hauls. And yeah. Now let's get into our Make It Meta. Where
1: are they? I think
2: they're
1: talking about us.
0: All right, so I have to be honest with everybody. I'm actually starting to like Rise and Fall a little bit more than I gave it credit for on the last couple of podcasts.
2: Um, I always, I've been I this part of the podcast.
0: <laughs>
1: Aaron, this
0: I've been podcast. playtesting yeah, some of these figures and I actually th- they're not horrible. I I take back a lot of what I said. It's still not a great set. But they does uh, have some figures. Now, one figure I want to talk about today is one that got a lot of flack for it when it first came out, and that's Firebelly. Um, I've been playtesting Firebelly a little bit, and I think he might find a place in the meta strictly because he has Energy Explosion with Penetrating Damage. I look at a lot of these teams nowadays, like I always compare it to Matty G's and Tyler Spee's team because they just had like plus... 8, 9, 10, 11, whatever they were but those were teams that you are have to be close to one another to work out and if you can get an energy explosion off on either of those teams it hurts them really bad like if you could somehow get an energy, energy explosion off on MetaG's scientist team, it kills the Flashes it kills Molecule Man it really hurts, it kills Nathaniel Richards, it puts the high evils on their last click it Dink's, um, Giganta, uh, I don't think it kills Mr. Oz, I think he's one more, ah, let me look him up real quick, but, um, I mean, one good energy explosion just destroys that team, it does kill Mr. Oz, um, now you do have to get through all the shape, or not the shape changes, the super senses, and everything like that, but, um. If you have some bad luck rollouts, your team's pretty much dead from one 50-point character. So let's talk about Firebelly. So he is 50 points. He's Brotherhood of Mutants and Underworld team ability, so he can carry people. He does have a 4 range. That hurts him a little bit. He does have the keywords Animal, Brotherhood of Mutants, and Warp World. You're never going to use Warp World. He has a 10 sidestep, 11 attack with Firestarter, Energy Explosion, and Poison. Firebelly deals Penetrating Damage. And then he has an 18 senses with a 2 damage. He does ignore elevation and characters for movement, so he can just go wherever he pleases pretty much. And he has a trait called nimble and dangerous. When Firebelly is given a move action and moves 5 squares or less, after resolutions he may make a ranged attack, free, place Firebelly in an adjacent square. So he really does have a 5 movement plus 2 side step, which is 7. Plus the adjacent square is eight. So he has an eight move energy explosion. And he can what's pretty nice much go like he, wherever he wants.
1: And what's nice is, like, it can't be outwitted, right? It's not a running shot. It's not a chart. Like, it's just, he just moves and then he gets it. So I think that's really The cool.
0: movement power, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, it's a trade, So that's what I'm yes. saying. Not, well, yeah. but
0: if it was, like, sidestep, you could outwit that sidestep part of the trait and then not get that.
1: Right, but, like, in this situation, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's not that. No,
0: but no, I think he's actually really good. Um, and he does yeah, have kind of that. Uh, on him.
1: Sorry to interrupt real quick. I, we kind of crapped on him, and I think, I think, uh, I think maybe I was kind of silent on him because I remember looking at him and thinking he's not bad. He's not horrible. Like, he looks fun. So I'm excited we're doing this one. I
0: just, Sorry, I, what were you say? I just think the problem, the mindset that a lot of people have are is he's not a sky tyrant. He's not hey, a so
2: There's one problem with him, and that's because energy explosion is still a bolded range action. Yes. So um he can't just move his full speed value, sidestep, and then actually energy explosion. So
0: But he could yeah. sidestep and then free place anywhere he wants. He just couldn't In an, do, do Well, that. it's
2: an adjacent square to where he's adjacent to.
0: Yeah, so he does have a three movement energy explosion, <laughs> just not the
2: the five square one.
1: Yeah.
0: But he so. still does penetrating damage, so he could still just, like, plink someone, like a Dark Phoenix or something like that, and just kill him. But Oh, I yeah. Just,
2: no, I just mean, like, that I wanted to ask, like, I was pretty sure Energy Explosion stayed as an actual, uh, bolted action, because I know, uh, Penetrating Psychic Blast got changed to just being passive, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Energy Explosion was still uh, costed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. That's is,
0: now, could he, I was thinking, like, tricks with him, could you put the Liar Ring on him and do that with Mind Control, or is that a power action as well. What do you mean? Like, if you put the lyre ring on him, could you move the 5 and then do the mind control, or no?
2: No, mind control is still a is still a folded action, so okay. it's either close to range.
0: That's what I was thinking, because I was wondering, like, could you give him that 10 range mind control, and then have the 8 movement wherever you want to go thing? But, that stinks. But still, I still think he's really good. Especially with, now, Magneto's out there with TKs and stuff like that, so... Let's talk how we get how are we going to make this guy. Now, here's the rule, or here's here's what I don't want to happen every time we talk about somebody <laughs> with Brotherhood or X Men. I don't always just I don't want to always talk about what sideline we want because that's going to be the thing nowadays um, is sideline. So just let's assume we have sideline, but we're not going to bring it in. <laughs> let's Sounds just like talk about what we that, want.
1: that was that was my biggest gripe from the last couple of times. <laughs> yeah,
0: because I feel like. Even in the past, it's like everything is like, oh, this guy is 50 points. Just take this 50 point figure off the team we just built last week and put him on that one because it's got all the meta stuff on there. Um, So um, we're not doing Warp World for sure. That's kind of a garbage keyword right now. But we could do Brotherhood because it's got lots of versatility on it. And we could do Animal. We've seen how good Animal is with Spider Hammer Eye and Maggots and all that kind of stuff. So i will let you guys decide and then if so i will be the tiebreaker so kane would you rather go animal or brotherhood with this guy i
1: mean i mean we're on the podcast man i'd rather do warp world to be honest but (laughs) there's nothing
0: for warp world
1: (laughs) i'm looking at one two three four five six seven eight characters okay probably like seven characters in this, uh, in this tab Stop here. It.
2: Really, <laughs> and A, they're all chases, and B, they have almost no synergy.
0: There's no yeah, leadership. Yeah. Zero. There is yeah. carrying ability, but the no leadership for any of these guys hurts.
1: Yeah, I'm curious if they just did this the one time, or if they're going to be doing this later.
0: No, I think I they'll do more, know. because there's more double merge characters out there.
1: Okay. Okay. Be yeah, I think
2: we might even be getting some of the next set because there's like a beast Doctor Strange. So I'm not. I don't know if that was a Warp World. I can't remember, but I I, I know he's in the an upco- in the upcoming set. So I was going to say, is Warp World a comic
1: run? Is that is that what that yeah. was? Okay. Okay. Yeah, That's it was. Uh,
2: it was part of the like one of the Infinity series, and it was just it was an interesting run. I assume. I just want to
1: double check. Um, realistically, I mean, we're talking make it matter, right? We've we've seen animal b meta um so my vote's brotherhood of mutants but my only caveat to my only you know thing there is that we've been doing brotherhood of mutants the last few podcasts so i'm fine with brotherhood of mutants i just want to go a little different route if we go
2: that way so my vote's brotherhood of mutants
0: okay dan would you go animal or brotherhood
2: i'm either way so i don't care we can go brotherhood
0: all right we'll go brotherhood all
2: right so if we're doing brotherhood They're both good. It's just like I would want to go a different route for either one because we already know what's a good meta team for Animal, but he doesn't play in the vein of that of that team, so you would need to do something different for him anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, I think he just adds with the underworld. I think he you know, adds something to that team and it's pretty self explanatory as well as like the survivability with super senses, meaning grant you it's a rollout, it's a five or six, not the best, but still like he does have Poison. He does get to um, free place in adjacent square, and he's got Sidestep, like, and like again, with Underworld. So he does add that much to a team like the Animal Team. So He's
0: There's a great that.
1: taxi for
0: Brotherhood or Animals. Yep. Because yep. he can literally go anywhere. I mean, he's basically a flyer. He can go wherever he wants. Um, so if we're going Brotherhood, do we automatically put Magneto on the team and just assume uh, we have a good sideline?
2: I mean, he's really good for Virelia because he has the TK, so he can help get him him out there, which is really nice.
0: And he gives him him, um, energy shield as well.
2: Yeah, if you can see him.
0: So he's like a 20 from range, and he is a close combat piece, so you really want to be protective from range figures until you get up in somebody's face. So yeah, we'll just assume that uh, we'll have Magneto. So what else are you putting on this guy? Now, Remember, we can bring in Hellfire and Acolyte, so there are, you know, the Dark Phoenix. We could bring in a Blackheart, but I want to solely kind of work around Firebelly and make him a force
2: rather than just stick all the meta stuff yep. on there. Do we think Nightbringer would be good for Firebelly because I kind of think it's good? For Nightbringer him. or zero. Yeah, I was, just, I was thinking Nightbringer because it's got, like, that good movement stuff going on. Um, And him being able to just kind of retreat into hindering and then be at least somewhat protected with stealth, at least from range attacks, is good. And also not being able to outwit him unless you decide to put your character next to him.
0: Yeah, what's the one ring that lets you get another bolt? When uh,
2: there's not a ring that gives you another bolt. It's the yeah. uh, reality gem from. It only lets you. It lets you deal more damage based upon the amount of bolts you're using. Oh, that's what it is. If, okay. you're, if you're multi-targeting, then you get plus one damage to every character that gets hit by that attack. Then.
0: So then that's nothing, and then the
2: one incandescent <laughs> is nothing. Yeah, I'm for, I'm I'm, I'm ninety five to ninety eight percent. Because that's
0: the lightning
2: ring. Yeah. Let me look it up well, quick well, I,
1: I, I'm going to look. Like, I, I, I don't doubt you. It's just one of those things like...
2: I, just got, it, I got it right here. When the equipped rings. character uses bolts to target more than one character, yeah. increase the damage dealt to each character by plus one. Equipped characters may be equipped with a second object if it's also a mana ring. Yeah, the only thing that gives you an extra bolt is the reality gem. Okay, so yeah, that yeah. one's... And,
1: the, and that yeah. one's a perplex one, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: I like that. Yeah, that was no good, unfortunately. Um... I would like to put double mimic on this team. Now I know we talked about mimic last week, but I think double mimic would give um Why? a lot of versatility on this team. Yeah, I wanted to
2: go mimic and and juggernaut, honestly.
0: Juggernauts, huh?
2: The 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 two by two, though. Oh, really? All right. Mm-hmm. Talk to us, Dan. Talk to us. I mean, he's still really good. He's a giant, so Magneto will always see him, so as long as he stays in 6 of Magneto, he's hard to hit up from range. He's 20 at least. And that defensive power is invincible, which is just good, and it can't be outwitted. Um, and he's got he's got that thing you talked about, Juice, where if you can hit multiple people for 2 damage, they're pretty much dead. And seeing as he's got, I can move 10 ah. squares and then quake people, it's not bad.
1: No, I like that, actually. So you so, so utilize the, the multi-attack, like multi-target type of attack
2: well yeah with this team i think that's the way to go because you're already trying to do that yeah, with fire okay. um so I, I think having that with juggernaut is good yeah he's kind of i mean it's always one of those things of like he is 100 points but i think you're getting a lot for 100 points mm. a and with magneto now it's a lot easier to protect him because he's just automatically getting esd as long as he stays within six of magneto so that's
1: well, true, only well, on top of that, like if anything, that's a hundred points you could do
2: something with a sideline, right, like yeah, yeah, but i mean i think I think this juggernaut will see more play now because Brotherhood is good, and he was already good to begin with.
0: How much longer is this set valid for though?
2: Uh, till the end, well, till middle of next year. So it's like, okay. it's going to go out next year, but he'll still be viable for at least another eight months. Yeah. I I, know, nine, nine months or whatever. I just wish you could TK him
0: because, like, if you could somehow TK this guy up six or whatever and then move the ten and then quake an entire team, it'd be crazy good, I think.
2: Uh, the only way to move him up for free is spin, because then he can move actually two squares for free, because, like, you can spin the, the base oddly because like you can play the back of the base in that square and then put the front of the base forward another one
0: yeah I think uh I like that call because everyone's playing these two or three dial long figures so you need someone that can just run up there and just take them all out at once and this juggernaut is definitely one of them that can do that
1: yeah on top of of that he adds he he kind of works as a wall for Firebelly right like Firebelly can be carried by him, and then on top of that, like, he just place him behind Juggernaut, or, and place other characters around
2: Firebelly to kind of just cocoon him so he's not targeted. if you're trying to use Firebelly like not, that. Not, so. only, not only that, but then Firebelly can sidestep away to then yep. get, get some separation, so if they have energy explosion on the opposing team, not that I've seen a lot of that, honestly, in the meta, but if, say, you run across it, you can at least sidestep away, and then, um... You know, you're not as vulnerable. And yeah. you said you well, want I at think, least
0: one mimic on the team as well. I think one mimic
2: is good, especially with how much, how like how versatile he can be for forty foot points. I do think that's good. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, no, tell me, are we just utilizing the leadership? Or are we utilizing his like copy of power? Like, what do we, what do we apply?
2: Oh, definitely. I think we're going to be doing the the, the power mimicry on the sideline. Yeah. With like the figures we talked about last time, I totally think that's where we're at for forty-five points. Yeah, for the because you get two of them for
0: forty-five. Um, you're probably doing that. Um, Hope Summers because she's forty, and probably the Construct Sabretooth. Mm, I actually like the Captain Britain
2: better, but that's just because you get oh, out. That's right. Outwitted out- is powerful. Yep. Yeah, because
0: you don't have Outlet on this team yet, so that would be a good call.
1: So you're just adding him for the the, versatil- the stop click and the versatility of powers he can gain.
2: Yeah, but I mean, for having 45 points with a stop, another leadership in case they do go after Magneto immediately, and then being able to do be a utility slash attack piece is not bad.
1: No, I'm just, again, I'm kind of covering this as we go. I want to walk through and explain our decisions instead of, that's what bugs me on like other podcasts and be like, oh, this, this, and this. Okay, well, will explain to us what they do. <laughs> you know, like some people who are tuning in brand new, they every character on top of their heads. So, anyway. um, so
0: we got sixty five of points left over. I really like the legacy card Destiny for twenty points, just because she's a cheap prob. She's got a senses and that she can just take someone's defense next to her, so she's probably always getting that 18 from either Juggernauts, um, Firebelly, or Magneto, because you do need Prob on this team. I don't think you're going with the rare Destiny. She's just not worth the extra 15 points.
1: I mean, I think 20-point 20, 20 Prob doesn't hurt, right? No. I think, a good, I think that's a good
0: call. And that gives you 45 points left, so we can do a diamond patch. We could do a skinless man, which we're not doing. We could do a mystique, which we're not doing. What are we doing left with um, 45 points? It's- I mean, there's a mother oh. for 35.
2: There's uh, there's Robo Sabretooth, obviously. Robo
0: Sabretooth, yep. Uh... There's Is Robo Sabretooth 45? I thought he was
2: 50 no, he's no, forty
1: five. Magneto, fifty. Magneto, fifty. Got gotcha. i probably said that multiple times.
2: <laughs> uh, so you, you're fine.
1: Oh, so oh, real quick, quick question on Magneto's um, swap. Actually, I just clicked it right here. But is it just standard characters he could swap out, or is it just like?
2: No, they don't have to be standard. No, they can be. They can be too, like multi base.
1: Okay, so in this situation, just just a just a disclaimer type of thing, like yeah, because.
2: Is his power reads at the beginning of the game? You may replace up to five friendly characters with the same number of characters from your sideline on their starting clicks. All replacement character and re- all replacement and replaced characters must have the Brotherhood of Mutants, Acolytes, or Hellfire Club keyword and different names. The total points of the replaced characters can't exceed the total points of the replaced characters. So they can they can be non standard. They just have to match the amount you're taking away or your you know and the and the point total. They can't go over. Obviously. Gotcha.
1: Okay. 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 Cool.
2: Cool. cool. Um, so, wait, like, what, now
1: what's the, what's our points left? You said forty-five. We have
0: forty-five points left.
1: So we don't do have we, a lot to work with here. Do, do we? Do we just do it again? Do we just double mimic like you said? <laughs> yeah, that? you could I double know. mimic. <laughs> I, I don't like it, but I mean, like, at this point, it's what you do, right? Like, uh, it's not here. a bad call.
0: Right, because um, it gives you another good, really good hitter. It gives you another carrier, another leadership. So that gives you three leaderships. So hopefully your goal is and Juggernaut's goal in every turn, basically. No, I kind of yeah. like to have the double mimic.
2: Otherwise, I like either the mag, like the single. No, I think I like the two by two magneto. Yeah, I think otherwise I like the two by two magneto. Unfortunately, as much as I don't like doubling up on characters. I also like the 2x2 Magneto.
0: Yeah, because then he can just move Juggernaut up one.
2: Yeah, that's a good call. I
1: was just about to say that. But then we got
0: 20 points left over. That's really... 20 points is a really odd. I mean, what we could even do is get rid of the Destiny and put on a Diamond Patch. That way people don't got uh, shape change.
1: Do we invest in items at all, though? Equipments? I don't see that too viable nowadays, but like I don't know, I guess, know like, what you personally. Do.
2: I honestly don't really like to invest in equipment as much anymore, just because yeah. that you're running into so many scarabs, and I'm just like, nah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know
0: what you would put on this team to make it.
2: The only one I thought of for five billion is the Nightbringer ring, just to give him stealth. Yeah, but I I think the way this team could work, it might you might not need it.
0: I mean, the diamond patch is nice because. It wouldn't give people shape change. Not a ton of people play shape change now, but he's 40 points. Uh, he can actually do quite a lot. Yeah, if he does hit, he can use mind control so that he could bring someone over to Juggernaut or Firebelly for um, a nice hit.
1: So I guess uh, I would, would another
0: 2x2 Magneto and Diamond Path. Just a- Go ahead, Kane.
1: I, I wish Shadow King just a little better, right? Like the ah, uh, he needed character. sidestep. Just give him sidestep. Yeah, I just I just wish. Like, but I mean, honestly,
0: it's not a horrible choice because you do have right. the TK with Magneto, and then the one adjacent square with the
1: other Magneto. And that's on top strong. of that, you can always you can carry him to get him positioned for the next thing, right? Like, yep. and then do your spin and everything. And um, he's,
2: an out, he's an outwit too, which I kind of like, honestly. Like you yeah. then you have an outwit, and it's a big ranged outwit that can see hindering, which is pretty good.
1: No, I kind of um, like that but, instead. Yeah, and, and and I my my head turns towards Shadow King because it's like you're you're a you're going through hindering right, so and that helps. It's always nice to have someone that does that, and then on top of that, you have a mind a triple target mind controller on top of your charge quake, and your running, uh, well not running shot, but your penetrating psychic blast energy explosion. Like, you've got your range covered, you've got your, your close combat covered, and now you have another person to who doesn't deal damage, but controls and like, it messes up the board. And of course with mind control, what we love about uh, energy explosion is putting them together. So having a character that can move these pieces into position and then, uh, then energy explosion is, always nice so he's also
0: a phoenix killer with that eight range so you got the tk oh yeah you got it's the cool. the one adjacent square with Magneto and the 18 so he's a what is that seven a 15 range 15 15 swing yeah 15 swing like and if they're playing more than one phoenix you, you can kill you can, two you of you them can dink and,
2: you can dink and kill them both yeah, yeah.
0: i kind of like that actually
2: Good call. So, King. so what, do we,
1: what do we have so far? If we so
0: add Shadow King, Firebelly, Magneto, Mimic, Juggernaut, Magneto, and Shadow King, and you're at 300 points exactly. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, the Magneto
2: instead of the Destiny. Which yeah,
0: said- because you're going to be themed already. Yeah. So
2: you're already well, getting and three crows. Can take can take Mother's powers. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. On the side, Mimic- of, if you if you if you want more, if you want like pure support, you can yeah. just copy all of Mother's starting click powers. Nicole. Does she
0: start with perplex or prob? I think it's perplex.
2: Per- perplex, which is actually good. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you you lose out on not having prob, but I mean, she's still like, again, you get sidestep TK, willpower, and then uh, perplex, and then you don't have her down. You don't have her downsides either.
0: Yeah. No, I like, I like this, this team. This I will like be a fun team. team to play.
1: Yeah, I think it'd do okay. Yeah, and we talk about like making matter right. Like Dan made a point. Like this juggernaut. Could see play. Um, I think nowadays with the meta and all the wordings and everything, sure, this juggernaut could be better. But with brotherhood getting this much support, I, I, I would be shocked not to see some attempt of playing this character. So, yeah, I think.
2: I just think, I, I just think the fact that he can move very far by himself, um, he could actually compete with Sky Tyrant. Honestly, yeah. So,
0: can him, he one yeah. shot Sky Tyrant?
2: What was that? Can he
0: one-shot a Sky Tyrant?
2: I'm not 100% on that, but I'm sure it's going to be close. Four damage, Sky so.
0: Tyrant is... Yep, you can one-shot him.
2: And he's got ESD top dial, which is amazing, because you're just hitting 11 on 17 regularly, and then Sky Tyrant's out. Yeah.
0: No, I think this Juggernaut's um, a great sideline in case... Um, you need to bring him in for something like that. Like if I was playing a Maddie G Scientist team, I would definitely be bringing in this Juggernaut to try and get him out.
2: So we're not we're not having him on we're not having him on starting field.
0: No, I'm just saying if I think on this one, yes, but on other Brotherhood teams that people might play, I would have him on the sideline just in case. Yeah, that's not a bad call.
1: Um, real quick though. With
2: giant and colossals, uh, they have willpower now, right? Which is yeah. So he got so much better because now he can just keep going, turn over turn. And the and the Brotherhood of Mutants. It's not just that; it, it's also his trait. So that's it's, what I'm talking about. It, his citywide rampage also takes tokens off of him, along with yes. brother. So he could just go forever if you if everything lines up right.
1: Um, and then he gets to heal if, like, at the beginning of the turn he survives, he uses the willpower, removes a token, uh, he gets to heal a click. So it's and on top
2: of that, when you're attacking during your turn, you got the Brotherhood of Mutants trait. Oh, that's team his, ability. Oh, that's team got, the, He got so much better. I didn't, I didn't even remember that part. I forgot about the whole My Mutant Brothers and Sisters thing. Yeah. Well, My Mutant, my, my Mutant Brother, let me read this real quick. My Mutant
1: Brothers and Sisters, once per turn, when an effect other than clearing, removes an action token from Juggernaut. After resolutions, heal him one click.
2: Yeah, that's so, gonna be that's really. Yeah, nice that's stuff.
0: not clearing. That's just taking off a token. So that would work.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because it worked with leadership. So willpower is the same thing. Yeah. So. And you have definitely- triple
0: leadership on this team, so he might be able to heal up enough. <laughs> could yeah. could you um, heal him up three times, or is it once per uh, turn?
2: Potentially, like no, he once could, per he, turn. Could, he, well, he could willpower, and he could do the mass destruction because he would then take a token off of himself or if he got bro- like if you didn't mass destruction but you got brotherhood he would then heal twice
0: yeah
2: can you do you know what the um brotherhood Mutants team ability works Yeah for if you or? roll a t- if you roll a 10 or higher after resolutions you remove an action token from that character Okay so you, so mean, you basically apply yeah. the token and then take the token back off right
1: We were going to say something before I cut you off, Adam. Sorry. No,
0: I was just—I was trying to figure out if you could heal more than once per turn on that, but you can't. It does say
1: smartly they put once per turn. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say smartly. I think it's only tied to its rarity. The only (laughs) potential way he could heal multiple times is if he already had. Um. If he already had uh, two action tokens and he was on his top click where he could still use Colossal Stamina, because he was, uh, with the ruling the way it came out, like he can still use old Colossal Stamina. Wait, explain. I don't understand what you're saying. So, he's got two action tokens. Old Colossal Stamina allows you to take an action, even if you have two action tokens, and then after resolutions you deal one unavoidable damage to yourself. But with him you could potentially do that where you... Well, I guess it wouldn't matter either way because it would just be... No matter what, you end up with that anyway.
1: Right. And and what's nice is if you do Colossal Stamina and there's blocking terrain you can destroy, you just focus on destroying that.
2: Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he's, to, uh, he's got plenty of ways to heal, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And, and what's, what's very important, too, top dial... He protected, incapacitate, mind control, outweight, and Pulse Wave. So, you got to get through that that top click first, because you can't outweigh it. You can't, you know, all this stuff. And then on top of that, uh, is this is this shielded re- uh, reducer? Oh, yes, yeah. In,
2: it's right, so he's, yeah. got a, he's got a good reducer it's not as powerful as it used to be but it's still good right. with Magneto giving him ESD that's a 20 and then to say you have Mimic Copy Mother you're getting 21 with that if that's what you want to put it so I think 21's pretty solid because I mean even if you get what's his name up to like 14 attack you still have to roll a 7 which is at least well sorry no because it's close attacks I was thinking anybody if you can get any range attacker up to like a 14 he's at least a 7 so that's an average roll Yeah, and I think his ability to heal makes him that much more viable, right?
1: Unfortunately, it's once per turn. You can, we all know that he can mimic, do support, whatever.
2: But um, yeah, I think being able to heal is pretty scary uh, once per turn, though. That and the fact that how hard he can hit is good. So yeah, like he can either hit multiple people with, and he's got giant reach for two, so he can get people. Oh uh, yeah, he can spread it out quite a bit. Um or he can just hit someone really hard for four. Or five with the super strength because you can't heavy objects don't but still five damage is just five damage. It still hurts. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Alright, well I hope yeah.
0: everyone enjoyed Make It Meta Juggernaut edition. Um <laughs> we still got off the fire belly, but that's okay. I mean,
2: he fits in well with this team, though, because yeah. the whole a lot of these people do similar things. Like, Juggernaut does the like basically the same thing, but with close attacks. And, so, and that was the
1: yeah, and that was the, the whole reason why we picked him and Shadow King, right? It's like, we yeah, we're talking about Colossus right now, but it like think about how much he elevates fire belly, like, it allows fire belly to position, it allows fire ability to do what it needs to do, whether it be a taxi on everybody else while you're going to a shield or, like, you, you position up and you do your penetrating energy explosion. Like, it's just good, <laughs> you know? I think this is a solid, decent team. Um, I think uh, it's, wic- its weakness is aggro, right? Like, getting uh, alpha strike is unfortunate, but I think that's every team.
2: Um, yeah, you're unfortunately also only a plus six on your team. Yeah. So, but it's just, that's what you get when you have a character that's a 30 year build. It's just, you're, it's going to be hard to squeeze out a really, really high theme with that.
1: All right, Adam, you got to note this team down. We're adding it to the roster.
2: Yep. Yep. It. I like this one.
1: <laughs> um, um, all right. I
0: like so that. yeah, hope, uh, we gave you a little bit more insight on fire Billy. We could do another whole thing on him as animal because animals is really good right now too, but, uh, maybe we'll say that, save that for next time. Um, all right. Well, last but not least, we are going to get into our spoilers section. So let's get into our spoiler.
1: You know that part? Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Back*? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know. I didn't carbon date him. He's on the
2: young side.
0: Uh, so Dan, Kane, have you guys <laughs> both been able to see the new "What If"?
2: Yeah, they killed a lot. They killed a lot of people in that one. <laughs>
0: So, well, that's the whole reason of this. So, yeah, it was. Uh, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark, which technically he didn't halfway through, because uh, he ends up murdering him anyways. So it was kind of funny how they called it Killmonger saves Tony when he actually kills him through the episode. But no, I thought it was a very interesting way um, that, or d- interesting way that Iron Man doesn't exist. Because basically, Killmonger saves him from the attack in the desert, and he doesn't go into his cave and become Iron Man. He just makes- hit, 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 hit
1: us with a plot recap. Can you do it? You got to remember it? Can you do
0: it? Uh, I don't want to because Maddie G gave me a hard time last time because apparently I'm a boring person to listen to. So he, he's not,
1: here. and
0: I know he listens to the podcast. So shame on you, Maddie G. <laughs> He's uh, not here. He
1: should have hopped in. I want.
0: He's to in my him. head. That's where he's at right now. <laughs> but yeah, basically, Killmonger saves um, Tony Stark, and then he has his own agenda because he wants to rule Wakanda just like he did before. So a lot of backstabbing in this episode by Killmonger. Um,
1: and, and real, real quick, like right away, like he comes in, he, he does this, and you're thinking with the name of the episode and at the top where he's he's saving Tony. Like you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a Eric Killmonger um, hero story. This is going to be uh, Eric Killmonger. Uh, <laughs> anyways, he's going to be. It's going to be a hero story, and I love how like at the beginning it kind of hints towards that, um, and then it just keeps spinning from there. So, but uh, yeah, go
0: ahead, Adam. No, but yeah, it was it was really good. Um, I kind of liked how he not sold out, but Ratted out, um, what's his name? Jobadiah? Obadiah. Yeah. Obadiah. Obadiah. Yeah. Oh,
2: like, that was hilarious! I was dying. Uh, right out. out, and everybody's oh, like, God.
0: "Oh yeah, here's an email saying you wanted to kill Tony Stark." Bye. Yep. <laughs> and just takes him yep. away. Uh, and yeah, Happy they, just they, they have a punches him across ahead. the face it was great.
1: Yeah, and they have a press conference, right? Just like the first movie, like they they have a press conference. They all get together. And he's like, oh, hey, by the like, Killmonger's like, hey, I've been uh, a sleeper agent in this cell. And then, the, he you quickly Obadiah's like, oh, just like in a movie. Oh, okay, everybody, that's it. We're done. He's like, oh, you would like that, would you? And it's just, it's just perfect. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good.
0: Was that Jeff Bridges? Or- yeah. Yes, that is, yeah. Jeff,
2: that is Jeff Bridges. That, that was the best yeah. part of him being over the Same was the line. Oh, we get to have Jeff Bridges. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's where I was.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so instead of Tony Stark making Iron Man suit, he makes what happened in Iron Man 2, which he basically makes those, um, the drones, mechs you know? or drones, whatever you want to call. And right. uh, it overall it, it, was it, a good it, episode.
1: Yeah. I, I could. I'm trying to push you to do the plot, and I know that Matt and G is just
2: in your head. No, nope, not <laughs> so, doing it. Not doing it.
1: <laughs> why are you?
2: Why are you giving him free real estate? I don't, I don't understand. Yep. Nope.
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm having a hard time remembering everything too. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> to be well, completely well, honest. Well, another thing, like Dan, I would love to hear what you really thought about the episode, but I want to say, like, um, with the fact that, real quick, like the drone thing, like you touched on the drone thing it just shows how much like passionate killmonger is right and how a a step ahead he is like he puts tony who's this like billionaire playboy like like he's the smart guy right he's he puts he kind of outsmarts him right like he tells you oh this is the project it's under you should try building this like he, he he's just pulling the strings and everybody around him are his puppets and it's I loved it. Uh, there's a line that he said later that I'm going to get to. I'm going to stop talking, let you guys talk, and then I'm probably going to go on a rant. There's a line he said later that is just amazing. It's the best. I was just really the surprised to- how quick they killed Black Panther.
2: Oh, man. I mean, he yeah. was he
0: was fighting, doing his job, and then Killmonger was just like, nope, you're dead. Um, so that kind of surprised me. I thought he was going to uh, play a little bit part more part in it. Uh, Dan had to dip out but uh, oh, yeah, I was really surprised how quick <laughs> they just killed him off. Like, but it made sense of the story because Killmonger needed him to die so he could be king of Wakanda.
1: Yeah, I was hoping that they did a little something different. Um, and, and the the Black Panther part dying bothered me. Um, so 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 real quick, so Tony. Like, like, Killmonger says, hey, we need vibranium. Tony says, okay, I know a guy. And they go they go to um, uh, Golem. What's his name? What's, Claw. Uh, what's Gollum's name? Uh, Ulysses Claw, right? Ulysses Claw. They go to him. He's got a bunch of uh, uh, vibranium. Um, uh, is he a colonel? Colonel Rhodes? Anyways.
0: Yeah, he um, died
1: too. <laughs> yeah, he goes with them to he takes Killmonger with them. Killmonger is like overseeing the op. Uh uh Rhodey goes and meets uh Claw and then uh something starts popping off, right? And Black Panther is trying to intercept it. He wants the vibranium back. Which is kind of very similar to the movies, right? Like he's he's there to intercept it. What bothers me the most is that the Dora Milaje is not with him. It's just him. Yeah. And everything we've kind of been shown the Dora Milaje is with him, and and I and I know that like we fast forward, and the queen—I forget her name—but the queen is the head of the Dora Milaje. It's not Okoye, and I think that's a little weird. And, and, and I don't mind it, but I think, but if that has to do something with why the Dora Milaje isn't with him, um, I would love an answer to it because with his mother being the head of the Dora Milaje, I would definitely send somebody with the prince, right? so yeah that that was one thing of it that i didn't like um but overall i think the episode was fantastic um and and now feel free to jump in at any time adam because now i'm just going down the rabbit hole this this, and everybody that's listening it's here hanging out this is one of my favorite segments now that we that when we're doing this um uh because i love talking about this stuff The, the mcu is amazing um excuse me one second guys
0: yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to say about the episode. I enjoyed it. I was surprised. I was surprised at how many people in each episode they're just killing. Like, they're not holding back. So, like, in this one, Tony Tony dies, Rhodey dies, Black Panther dies. Like, they just... They're not holding back of uh, these um, alternate timelines of how many people actually die. Like, in Endgame and everything, uh, like, everyone survives up until Infinity War, obviously. But then they all come back. But yeah, they're just like, let's just kill as many people as we can. See how many people
2: we can piss
1: off. And and I wish they would strike more of a darker turn tone. Excuse me, darker tone. Especially if they're going to be literally killing these people, right? Like, well, if (laughs) you like,
0: if you think about it, like in the Doctor Strange one, pretty much everybody in the universe dies because of Doctor Strange. In zombies, pretty much everybody is dead. And the one that Hank Pym kills the Avengers, he kills all the Avengers. And this one, like, yeah. three main character dies. Like, they are just not holding their punches by killing people off.
1: And that's why I wish it was a little bit more darker, right? Like, I feel like these are off-screen, um, like, kid censored kill- deaths, right? Like, I feel like everything's kind of off the, off the screen. And I just... And when I say I, I would like it to be darker... I don't mean blood and gore. I would just like the consequences or the lingering shots of the death or something like that to signify the impact of what these mean and what's going on. That's what I mean by darker. But, um, yeah, no, this, uh, this episode is probably one of my favorites. Um, out of everything, I think it's because I also enjoy black Panther as a movie and a message. Um, and then the, the, not the character, but the, the movie that came out, um, and I also really liked Killmonger's perspective in that, and a lot of, and I love that MCU has these villains that you sympathize with and you understand, right? Um, you have Zemo, Thanos, Killmonger, like you have these characters that you understand. Um, and I think in this this episode, they kind of pull that string again, and they just say, "Hey, you emphasize you or uh, empathize, excuse me, and you understand what he's going through." And those of you who understand. Understand those of you who don't or can't understand it. That's okay. Here's a Here's the rest of the story You get that he's the quote-unquote bad guy um, But if you look at it through a different perspective and a different lens you could see maybe it's not that simple Maybe he's not just quote bad guy um, and he does have a line with Tony where Tony like he, he stabs Tony with a spear or throws a spear at Tony Cause they're, they're battling that Tony calls the because He's not Iron Man Calls his drone to come in. It's really cool because Killmonger grabs the, the, uh, the vibranium spear and just like, just hands, <laughs> hands, uh, excuse my language, hands this, uh, robot his ass. And he, he just destroys that, throws the spear in one motion, throws the spear at Tony, like nails into the wall, walks up to him and Tony's just like talking to him. Like, Hey man, like we're the same. Like we, you know, my, I lost my dad at a young age. Um, we are you know, I, I we're orphaned we grew up like with hardships like I get it and like Killmonger grabs the spirit and <sighs> Michael B Jordan just love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. He tells him the difference between you and me is you can't see the difference between you and me and Again, if you get it you get it if you don't that's all right it, it, to me was a very powerful line and I love that stuff and I think again it echoes what I've been saying this whole time: is that what Killmonger, as a character, brings to the story, um, is something that MCU I think is starting to um, bring to light, and I think the world kind of needs to look at that a little more. And, I, and I'm glad they did it here. That's pretty interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the episode. I didn't like how it ended either. That's another gripe. I didn't like how it ended. I won't go on a rant about it, but I didn't like how it. Ended.
0: Um, I'm not sure what tomorrow's, because today is Tuesday, so we didn't yeah. film. Uh, I should have said we didn't film yesterday because the Packer games are on, so when Packer games are on, <laughs> we don't record here in Wisconsin. But uh, So that's why we pushed it back to Tuesday, but I'm not sure what tomorrow's yeah. is going to be. Um, I, think I, was, the
1: par- I think it's the party for oh, okay. I think it's party Thor. I don't know, but I think it is.
0: I was hoping to talk about Shang-Chi. I was going to go see that on Saturday, but because my daughter was really fussy on Saturday because she was just starting to get hand, foot, and mouth, so it was one of those days where nothing made her happy, and the only time I could go see the movie was at 7 o'clock, and that means my wife would have had to put um, my daughter and my son to bed, and I didn't want to put that on there because my daughter was just... A nightmare all day, and I didn't want to hand that off to my wife, so I decided to not go. So hopefully I'll go see Shang Chi. I don't really have that much free time, so I might just have to wait till that comes out on dv or streaming services. Unfortunately, I hope
1: not. I hope not. If, if, and I will say this, Adam: if you don't get to see it, and listeners that are hanging out here, and it, I would love to know if people like this segment. But if you want to hear about Shang Chi, I want to talk about it, Adam. I love you, but if you don't see it, I'm either A, going to go on a probably anywhere 15-20 minute rant by myself, or B, if Dan has seen it, I'll talk to Dan about it.
0: That's fine. I can always set up the podcast, and then when you guys see it, I can just walk away (laughs) and go upstairs, and you guys can have your little um,
1: spoiler without me. I'm totally fine with that. All right. All right. Tune in next week. Get ready for Shane T, because that's that's happening. I I, I love it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. It was great. I know you don't have a lot of time, but it, if, if, even if the smallest amount of time you can go, go see it. It's great. Because um, don't don't forget when you go to a movie theater, they got fifteen minutes of, of uh, trailers nowadays. <laughs> I think it's probably thirty. But yeah, like it's more like thirty trailers. nowadays. So if the movie starts yeah. at
0: seven, it really starts at seven thirty.
1: Yep, yep. So if you're late,
0: just take advantage of that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
0: so yeah. but that is gonna be our podcast. So again, <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us. Make Adam. sure what's up.
1: I, I do want to add uh, those of you that hung, hung around listening. Um, uh, whether we turn that into a, and I'll talk to Adam off podcast. Whether we turn it into a question of the week or whatever, I would love some feedback if you guys like this uh, new new format that we've been trying. I would love feedback on. You would love to see more like a, more like talks about the MCU or any type of anime, anime or whatever. Because I'm also watching My Hero Academia. And anybody who wants to, who like watches that and wants to talk about it, man, it has gotten good. But, um, yeah, I, I would just love feedback if anybody liked this new layout. I would love to hear more about it or would love more of the segments. Yeah, just let us know.
0: Yeah, if you're, a, if you're a patron and you're part of our Discord, hook us up on there, or if you just want to message yeah, us on Facebook or email us at clicksingit.com or clicksingit at gmail.com. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that is going to be our podcast. Remember, if you want to sign up for that Sets Appeal tournament, Email us at clicksandget.com. Ah, there I said it again. Clicksandget at gmail.com. We're not a dot .com yet, but maybe one of these days. Um, and then check out our Patreon. If you want that Ghost Rider to be in the prize pool, we got to get the $200 for our Patreon support, and then he'll be in there. Mm-hmm. And then check out our sponsor, Glass Kevin Hobbies. He's got some still some bricks and cases of former sets, and I'm sure he'll be having the um, Empire case bricks coming up whenever those happen. So... Thanks everybody out there for listening to us. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.